welcome to the Spiritual Awakenings podcast. I'm David Lorimer, co-editor of a new book, Spiritual Awakenings, Scientists and Academics Describe Their Experiences. It's published by the Academy for the Advancement of Post-Materialist Sciences and is available in paperback and Kindle editions. In this series of weekly podcasts, we'll be sharing the 57 original essays together with introductions and epilogue from my co-editor, Professor Marjorie Willicott. We hope you enjoy them. Chapter 46, A Being of Light, Radiating Immense and Unconditional Love by Mario Bouraga As a scientist, empirical evidence related to my research has been crucial in the key thematic areas addressing specific sectors of my research program. However, to be honest, my work as a researcher has been primarily influenced by a few life-altering spiritual experiences. The first one occurred when I was only eight years old. My parents' farm was situated near a vibrant and mysterious forest, which I explored every now and then. One beautiful summer day, back in 1970, I ventured into the entrancing woods. It was hot, and after walking for some time, I realized I was exhausted. I sat down on a large gray rock and gazed at the magnificent trees around me. After a few minutes, I started to feel a strong connection with the trees and the rock. I could sense that they were imbued with life. It felt like the rock, the trees, and I were part of a much larger whole, much bigger than my small self. My life's goal became very clear following this powerful experience. I would become a scientist who would help demonstrate that the human essence is not created by the brain. Some 12 years later, a new life cycle began for me. This new cycle was also marked by various determining spiritual experiences. It was new, as until then I had been blessed with perfect health. Not anymore. One January morning in 1982, I woke up to find that my body was not functioning like it did the day before, and that my visual perception was dramatically altered. I felt completely drained of energy in my stomach, back, and multiple joints were hurting. I also felt dizzy and nauseated, and my breathing was labored. I was experiencing a kind of mental fog in my visual perception of the outside world. It was not the one I was used to. In fact, all the objects in my line of vision seemed to be continuously whirling. I felt way too sick and weird to attend my classes at university. I did not understand what was happening, but I was convinced that it was something serious. The next evening, I called my parents to tell them about my predicament. They asked me to return home as quickly as possible, which I managed to do the very next day after gathering all my willpower, but not without difficulty and misery. I stayed in bed for almost a year. 
weak and barely feeding myself, I had no other choice than to temporarily drop out of university. My parents were desperate and utterly helpless. We agreed that we had to find the underlying source of my condition, which might be the solution to my problem. My mother took me to see several medical specialists, including a neurologist, a psychiatrist, an ophthalmologist, a gastroenterologist, and an internist. Some of these doctors decided not to further the investigation, dismissing me as a hypochondriac. One doctor, claiming I was showing signs of schizophrenia, prescribed an antipsychotic, which I threw out right away. The other medical specialists, puzzled by the mysterious accumulation of my symptoms, subjected me to a battery of tests, all negative. I could feel myself slowly withering away and I could not reconcile what I was going through with the experience that had left such a mark on my childhood. It did not seem to make any sense and it filled me with bitterness. I would never be able to accomplish my life's mission in such a deplorable state. I found myself in a very dark place and suicidal thoughts started to creep into my consciousness. I could not live like this anymore. One evening, I was so desperate that I mentally implored God's help. Apparently, my supplication did not fall on deaf ears, as a few days later, in the middle of the night, I underwent a near-death experience. It began suddenly when I felt that I was leaving my physical body through my heart. I then sensed a being of light radiating immense and unconditional love. The being of light reassured me telepathically that what I was experiencing was no disease, but rather a process of transmutation of my consciousness that played a crucial role in my life plan. He also told me that I was not alone and that I had to hang in there. Moreover, to restore my confidence, this being of light told me about events that would take place shortly. And he also mentioned that the severity of my symptoms would gradually decrease over the following months. All the being of light's predictions came true. Many other things happened during this life-defining episode but I will not mention them due to space limitations. After that, I mustered enough strength to resume my studies, and my symptoms faded slowly but surely, just like the being of light had predicted. Still, getting back on my feet was no easy task. Seven years after my health problems first started, a friend introduced me to a famous doctor and microbiologist at the Hôtel Dieu Hospital in Montreal. The later performed a thorough battery of medical tests. He de de detected the presence of viral agents in my body, the Epstein-Barr virus, cytomegalovirus, and Coxsackie virus. 
Together, these viruses could explain most of my symptoms. I also learned that I had cerebral vasculitis, an inflammation of the blood vessels of the brain. The severity of the viral infections left the microbiologist bemused as to how I had managed to remain on my feet and continue with my studies. It took me 12 long years to get back in perfect health. During this life cycle, my psychic faculties developed remarkably and I have remained in close contact with the spiritual world since this lengthy episode. I saw the microbiologist again one last time when everything was over. He told me that there was no explanation for my remission, which was simply miraculous from a medical point of view. These two experiences, the one when I was eight years old and the other one in my early 20s, have had a profound impact on my personal life and my professional career. During the first experience, I received important information related to my life plan. The information concerned mainly my future career as a neuroscientist and the type of research I would conduct. It is this experience that led me years later to become a neuroscientist. I received my PhD from the University of Montreal and as a research scientist I first worked at the University of Texas Health Science Center at Houston for a few years. Then I worked at the University of Montreal for almost 20 years. I am now affiliated with the University of Arizona. The ND that I experienced when I was 20 years old gave me joy, strength and sacred knowledge. During this experience I became united with the cosmic ground of being. In that spaceless and timeless state, I realized that I was united, united with the source of the universe and all life on our planet. I also realized that all is one. My NDE led me to the elaboration of my future research program on expanded states of consciousness and spiritual experiences. Decades later, it is this mystical aspect of my experience that impelled me to create Holocentesis, a transpersonal approach to self-realization through the harmonization and integration of the different human dimensions. Thanks so much for downloading the Spiritual Awakenings podcast. Do join us for the next episode.